This is Down the Aisle Wrestling Podcast, where we only make one promise. We will always reach for that. Crash Raymond. With Robbie Mack and Kevin Laramay. Here's Kevin Laramay. And welcome to Down the Aisle Wrestling Podcast. Rob, a another idol coming off a pedestal. This one was maybe predictable and maybe more hardcore and... Uh, uh, what a bigger like uh, weight to it. I don't know. Murderer? Well, Kev, here's the thing. The, uh, last night, you and I were discussing about what we wanted to do for our next Down the Isle Wrestling Podcast episode. We were just kind of throwing around ideas, and then I messaged you earlier today, and I'm like, I think we found our subject matter. Yeah, it was, um, it was always kind of in the precipice of the mind, but you never really wanted to think that it happened. And today, uh, a... The cold cases of cold cases was finally, I mean, you don't want to say closed, but it was, it was reopened in 2012 and they, and they, and, the, and some charges were laid. Uh, Jimmy Snuka was charged with the, with the death of his uh, girlfriend back in 1983. And that was, uh, <laughs> so time ago. And, uh, how do you feel like? Kevin, like what? What? I was never a big Jimmy Snuka fan growing up, but Me I mean, it's like a little earlier than our time. Us, a like we're, we're like mid thirties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. For us, it's a little. We're a little young for being Snuka fans. Mm-hmm. He was in his heyday in about that time, nineteen eighty three, eighty four, eighty five. So around the time of Nancy Argentino's death in eighty three, that's when he was actually really big. So uh, there's a lot of. Of, uh, content out there uh, if you go on morning call mcall.com there's a lot of article from years ago there are journalists that were able to uh, resurface that story a couple years ago that actually led to the grand jury earring you can get all the info on wrestling observer and uh, morningcall.com it's such a weird story the way it happens not that it was covered up but it was known early in the 80s uh, if you were from new york if you were like a a dirt sheet reader in the new york area back then you knew about the situation but it never was flat out said that actually jimmy snooker might have pushed her and she might have fell and hit her head and which led to probably her death the way uh, people were talking about it yeah, and the thing, Kevin, from what I've been reading, that uh, and I've never read this, I've never read the book, but I might after this, uh, mind you, that uh, the ebook, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It came out a couple years ago. Yeah, that it, the whole the whole thing was kind of brought to life uh, from Jimmy uh, Jimmy Snuka's book, Superfly, the Jimmy Snuka store, and it obviously was meant to ho- highlight his Hall of Fame career, but um, the Lee County authorities, which is where the uh, charges were laid, said it helped crack like a thirty-two-year-old. Uh, I guess mystery, so to speak, and because both- he changed his story quickly. Sorry to interrupt. It's just uh, what was special about that ebook is the story he says in the ebook is different than his first account of what happened that he said to uh, the police uh, in that era. Yeah, and you know, you would think that you would just leave well enough alone at this point. I don't know all the details, Kevin, and I don't think either of us do. We kind of just are kind of uh, reacting like everyone else is kind of reacting. But if you want to see a video, go to our Facebook page, Down the Out Podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Sam Roberts' video, an interview he did video a couple years ago with Jimmy Snooker, which he almost flat out asked him the question about that, and his answer is almost a little bit creepy watching in the hindsight. Yeah, and Sam Roberts, he was uh, Sam Roberts is a was uh, was a mainstay on a radio show that I listened to before they got break broken up with Opie and Anthony. So Sam Roberts is a guy that I really 
respect as far as a wrestling journalist because he he does he he's kind of like us he's a fan who just kind of stumbled into uh the journalism thing so he 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 will ask questions like that and i don't know kevin do you think and i learned today that third degree murder is a thing i've never heard it before have you yes yes i yeah there's third three degrees to murder you have first degree murder with primitive murder second degree murder which could be uh not necessarily intended but not uh an accident either and you have third degree murder which is on involuntarily manslaughter, which means, example, I push you down the stairs or we bump at each other and something happens to you. It doesn't change the fact that uh, with the manslaughter charge on top of third degree murder, it, because of the violence, domestic violence cases that he was part of changes the situation because there's not necessarily intent. And I'm not a lawyer, so uh, those are all under reserve. But what I gather and what I understand from those charges is Third degree murder means involuntary death and manslaughter, which would relate to uh, the violent aspect to it. But yes, those would be the three degrees of murder. Now, there was a $100,000 bail posted for uh, Snooker, which he did. And he's broke, uh, by the way. He doesn't have a lot of money. And he wasn't arrested like it was earlier reported. He actually uh, surrendered himself into custody Hmm. in uh, the New Jersey area. And I think that's a little little bit why he was released, uh, because, you know, as we and I discussed in our uh, when we when we talked about Piper's passing, we discussed uh, how Snooker was diagnosed with stomach cancer as well. Yeah. And how it kind of uh, so I think a lot of the things they didn't want the taxpayers to be a burden of kind of what's going to go on with that, because, you know, unfortunately, you know, we don't wish horrible things upon anybody. But I mean, unfortunately, uh, it, it doesn't look good for, for Mr. Snooker as well. Now, the question, Robert, is does this affect the legacy of Snuka? And what type of treatment will the actual WWE do to him? They released a statement today saying that they're uh, always the thoughts and condolences have always been with the Argentino family over the years. And our judicial system will take care of uh, the said problem in due time. That was their response today. Uh, what you have to be thinking with the Hulk Hogan situation a couple of weeks ago... And uh, the Chris Benoit situation, actually, it's a, it's a shame to say it, but it's not the first time that there's a, uh, let's call it this way, because he has been charged today, so a murderer in the WWE. Unfortunately, in this case, it happened during and while he was a performer, and he continued to have a career and success after. Does it put like an asterisk after him, and should he deserve to have... The Benno treatment, when I mean the, the silent treatment, and almost be erased from history. Oh, I think absolutely it's going to get him the asterisk treatment. I don't think it's going to get him quite the Benoit treatment, and I don't think it's going to get him quite the Hogan treatment, but I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Because if you look at the Benoit thing, obviously, you know, that was highly publicized. Uh, it, it, it kind of it kind of happened at the time, right? Now, we're going back to, Kevin, we're going back to over 30 years ago at this point, right? And at the same time, Hogan didn't kill anybody. He said some horrible things. And... Well, as we know, we don't know that. We couldn't say, but as we know, and as is public knowledge, Hulk Hogan has never killed anybody. We don't know. I mean, he, he he does have shady past sometimes. He might we just we just can't. yes, he is responsible for that for sure. Um, but I mean, I, I see. Here's the thing, Kevin. But sure, he's been charged with a murder, but nothing's been proved yet. And no, but you have to think, Rob, if you press charges against somebody more than 30 years after the fact, mm-hmm. your evidence must be quite significant. 
Now, do I think that I'm going to go on the WWE Network and uh, snitch Jimmy Snuka? And because for those oh, of you, before that happens, anyway, nobody was really doing this. Well, well, here's the thing, Kevin. Uh, I for those of you who don't have the W the American version of the WWE Network like I do, you you can't search Chris Benoit, and if Chris Benoit is involved in a uh, in a match or whatever, there's timestamps on the uh, on the on the network for matches and whatnot. And there's no there's no Benoit timestamps. Now you can still search Hogan. As far as I know, you can still search Snuka. So I don't know if he's going to get the Benoit treatment because I don't know, Kevin. It's just it's it's such a it's such it seems like such a gray area. Now, what do you think? I think it's just I, I to me it's just to me it's such a gray area right now for W and WWE has a history of uh, reacting to shit right away, and you and I can both agree on that. But I just don't know where they're going to be on this. And I think because of this story is not going to get mainstream coverage like the Hogan situation does. Yes, it's a murder mystery that can be brought up by like. Uh, Dateline or those type of shows and if that happens it will bring more eyes to this situation and the response by WWE can be bigger so far the response has been very minimal mm-hmm. and I would think it's because of it, us we're in the bubble so for us it's a big news today and it's been two days in a row there's been a lot of news we'll uh, cover this later uh, but outside of the wrestling bubble outside of our the podcast dirt sheet dirt website Niche, well, it's not news today, and it hadn't hit the mainstream yet. Well, well, well it's going to be interesting to see tomorrow or Thursday if it does. Uh, outside of that, I don't think it's going to gather uh, the following enough to make sure that WWE does a response a la Ogan. I think it's going to do, like you say, it's not going to make publicity out of the fact that it's just going to slowly erase Snuka and maybe give him the timestamp treatment on the network and all that just without announcing it. Yeah, and that's the thing, Kevin, because it, 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 like I said, it's such a gray area and because it happened so long ago. And you're 100% right. It's not – Jimmy Snooker's not Hulk Hogan. But mind you, Jimmy Snooker wasn't – you know, Crispin – it's not like Crispin Wall was Hulk Hogan. But And he's older too. He's 70 years old by the way. That's that's right. And you know, he's recovering from – he's recovering from life-threatening illness. And this has kind of always been in the back of – again – for people like you and I who are aware of the business, the inside going to the business, who are wrestling fans, now to the average Joe, let's face it, my mother knows who's my mother knows who Hulk Hogan is. Well, obviously she knows who Hulk Hogan is, since, but just know. as like uh, wrestling, that's it. She doesn't yeah. think of him like we do as bigger. And that was said today on Wrestling Observer by Michael Sempervivi. And I really liked that point because it comes very close to what you were saying, Rob. It was saying that even Hulk Hogan. People in general know who he is. He was very popular. But it's not like us in the bowl, which every day we hear about him. They barely hear about him once every 10 years. So mm-hmm. it's not like if it's a big news and if it was a racist or not. It's not like it changed their world like it did to us. It, there's a big difference with that because we are in the niche bubble. And uh, I said that many times. I think 2015 now, it's just a world of niche bubbles interconnected in some way. But it's just a world of niche. And in our little niche, those news of the Hogan racist thing of a couple of weeks ago, almost a month and a half now. Yeah. And the Snooker situation, for us, it's bigger. But it, we're, it, they're blown out of proportion because of the microscope that social media and all those dirt sheet, dirt website. And hey, I have some dirt websites, so don't worry about it. But that's what I mean is because of the magnifying glass of that, we think those news are bigger. But in the mainstream public, I would talk to my dad or my stepbrothers about it. They don't even know who Snooker is. So... 
yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Well, it is a big of a deal for the Argentino family. What I mean is it's not a big of a deal mainstream-wise, main, uh, publicly as a whole for millions of people. It's not something that uh, gets your attention off the bat outside of there's a story built by like Dateline about a, the old dresser who committed a mysterious crime back then, which might be possible and it might be my best prediction ever. I do think Dateline NBC or that type of story will be built around that case because I would do if I was a, if I was a TV writer or producer. So yeah. I, I expect it to happen. Yeah, and Kevin, you hit the nail on the head and that's a phrase I say a lot on this show, but... Well, it's because I'm always right, Rob. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I stopped tooting my own horn now. Well, that's good. But um, but no, but in all seriousness, you, you really did hit the nail on the head when you said that um, as far as, as, far as um, you know, what uh, not knowing mainstream stuff. Because there's a lot of people who don't know who Jimmy Snuka is. And you and I, it fucks, it, it, uh, uh, fucks, affects us a little bit more than the, the, than the regular person because we are a part of, you know, we're broadcast journalists. We're part of the WWE world. Well, part- it fucks us up too a little bit. You know, of course it does. <laughs> you never want to see people that you've watched on TV that you've you've kind of put not not and again and you and I oh, both dated, we're not big Snooker fans, but I mean people that you put on a pedestal. You don't want to think of them doing anything wrong. And oh, so- I I have to tell you, Rob, that you're absolutely right. Now being involved in the world of sports journalism over the last two years, mm-hmm. I had a chance to actually meet a couple of my idols, and those idols went from being idols to being person athlete that i cover so the aspect and uh, the feeling of watching those athletes do change and sometimes unfortunately not for the best and i always have in mind uh, i'm not going to name names for myself but uh, it was not always a pleasant encounter when you meet one of your idols because they're never like you picture them to be no and that's just it and that's with anything kevin because you have an idea of uh the way that you have them but um, a romanticized idea usually too. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then if you meet them and they don't live up to the expectations you have in your mind, not only does that like disappoint you, but I think in a way that's kind of heartbreaking too because you've kind of built them up so much in your mind. So I'll ask you this, Kevin, before we kind of go off on a, another tangent because I know there's more news that we talk to. What do you think? Did Jimmy Snuka is Jimmy Snuka guilty of this crime? Well, I have to say, like I said earlier, that when you after watching all those years of CSI's Law and Order, what I took out of, out of my law school type of watching those TV shows is if you go forward with an indictment 30 years after the crime, it's because you have solid evidence and solid testimonies, which is the case. They do have Buddy Rogers' widow who did testimonies and uh, actually was his witness of some domestic abuse that Snooker did and all that. It's a profile that's been built and mixed with some evidence from the crime scene and CSI after the fact and how the body was placed, how she hit her head, how she reacted. All that together, it seems like the evidence really surmounts to almost insurmountable, I mean, uh, versus Jimmy Snooker. So I believe he's guilty to answer the question directly. Yeah, and I and I 100% agree with you, Kevin. I mean, it's like for those of you who don't know, Jimmy Snooker did have a history of uh, cocaine abuse, alcohol abuse, and uh, basically- which was probably done in a cocaine fueled drunken rage. I we don't discount that, and it probably might even be used in his defense. But uh, 30 years, 33 years after the fact, it's hard to prove uh, the- physically tangibly and outside of a shadow of a doubt that it's done under the influence. So those are all going to be part of an eventual uh, uh, court hearings and uh, 
uh, do uh, what I forget the word now, but uh, uh, in front of a jury, what's that? What's the, what's the word? Actual. Well, pro, pro. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's a trial. That's the word. Yeah. He's gonna get a trial probably. So it's gonna be interesting how he pleads and all that. So uh, that's gonna be very interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, it's it's just one of those things where we don't know all the all the things. And as far as being in a cocaine or an alcohol fueled rage, you know, I I drink from time to time, and I'm sure you do too. You don't do coke though. (laughs) I know you. Yeah, and I don't do coke, so I don't I don't know what it's like to to go on those rages. But unfortunately, you know, I've seen cocaine take over people's lives, and you know, obviously, I don't want to get too real on a on a on a show about wrestling. But I mean, yeah, I have seen cocaine take over people's lives, and I know the damage that it does to people, unfortunately. And I know how it doesn't become that's the person that they're not. But, I mean, at the same time, there's no excuse for ending someone's life on uh, time on this earth due to a domestic violence thing. So, I mean, I, do I like Jimmy Snuka? Do I respect Jimmy Snuka? Do I, did I enjoy watching him? Again, you said it was before our time and you're 100% right. But at the same time, Kevin, you know, if this is, the, if this is what he's done, I think he needs to, you know, to pardon the pun, but he needs to pay the piper for, uh, for the crimes he's committed. And that's going to be interesting. Again, I always say interesting, but because for me, everything is interesting. What's going to happen with Tamina Snuka? Uh, they're probably going to drop the last name if they're going to keep on that uh, uh, her, Sasha Banks, and uh, Naomi run. They're probably going to just drop the Snuka and just refer as Tamina, which I really see in the future. Uh, but is it going to change anything for her? Will they just drop her to... Make this story go away in a sense. If you don't have anything reminding you of the story, it almost doesn't exist on TV in their TV land. So that's going to be very interesting to keep an eye on Tamina's situation. I, I hope not because it's really like don't punish her. You know what I mean? It's not her fault. Don't. No, but it's even her. Does she want to put herself in a situation where a question about her father can be asked or uh, that's going to be interesting too? Yeah, I mean, I think it, well, I think Kevin, the, uh, the 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 best course of action would be then. In fact, it's exactly what you said: drop the Snooker name from her, make her Tamina. And it's not like WWE hasn't dropped names before, uh, full names before we seen Aro <laughs> Rusev. Uh, Who? Yeah, exactly. Adrian Antonio? No, 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 no. Tony. Alexander. So we're just not allowed to have first names with people. Um, yeah, I hope not, and I hope they don't take it on her, and I hope she doesn't go that route either because she has to live her life and unfortunately maybe she'll take some time off to be there for her father because obviously because not only this because her dad is you know he's essentially dying in a way too because he was diagnosed with stomach cancer i know he had surgery and we don't wish death upon anybody and hopefully you know we miss all the best for jimmy snooker but i really hope tamina snooker does not go in that direction now kevin speaking of divas we have some unfortunately we have some more news to talk about Yes, absolutely. I can't find her last name for Zara Schreiber, exactly, Schreiber. which in a way is kind of weird because uh, she was linked to some uh, very nasty Instagram and social media tweet that happened, granted, four to six years ago, long time ago. But uh, when you go into that developmental system, she was actually starting to uh, she started on TV two weeks into tapings. You need to delete those things. You need to. It's like if you were going to politics. You need to delete basically your Facebook. How about and Twitter you just and, don't post them in the first place? Kevin? Yes. Well, uh, that's exactly looking at like the the My Little Pony swastika picture, and if you Zara rings a bell, it's because last year remember when there was nude picture of Seth Rollins out there and her out there is because the girlfriend of Seth Rollins back then uh, wasn't happy because Zara was Seth Rollins' side piece. 
Yeah. So now that she's not the side piece anymore, she's actually the main piece. She was with him at the NXT show, sitting with him in the crowd. And uh, Monday was a another hard day for uh, the WWE champion and US champion when, well, first of all, it was great TV when TV with the Sting, but in that day he had to go over that his girlfriend got fired from WWE. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you you brought up the images uh, with uh, with Seth Rollins' nude dick pics, and um, if you remember, if you want to, and you guys can download the episode uh, when when we had Dave Simon on the show, him Dave and I uh, both talked about how we did see the pictures of Seth Rollins. Penis. Now, Kevin, at the time of taping of that show with Dave Simon, you hadn't seen the pictures. Have you since seen the pictures of Seth nope. Rollins? Oh, okay. So you've you've held you've held uh, you've held fort not to look yes. him up. And, and as well as that uh, firing, it's Bram of TNA got arrested two days ago for <laughs> imprisonment. It's then of his girlfriend of now, not Charlotte. Charlotte is his. They're separated. They used to be married. They're separated and almost divorced, if not divorced now. I couldn't find the exact marital status of both as we speak, but they're separated for sure and divorced, if not very close to being divorced. So Charlotte was not implicated in that. It was uh, some girl, so we're not going to say her name because she's not even implicated in wrestling. So why even bring up her name? But uh, what happened quickly, uh, they were in the bathroom. He was... Uh, we're arguing he was holding her down by the neck and keeping her from coming out. So it might not seem like big deal, but when you do have priors as, uh, as like prior felonies and you do what's called imprisonment and bodily harm, well, it is very serious allegations and Brand can be very, very big trouble. He is suspended independently by TNA. But I think this is probably going to be an end to his career with all the felonies and a lot of charges that he have with against him now. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually has jail time with all that. Yeah, I mean, and I read this story briefly yesterday too. It's, it's you, you look at all this shit, Kevin, and you're like, holy fuck! Like, what is going on here? It's like, just a weird coincidental three, four couple days uh, <laughs> in a row. It's for sure it's all coincidental. But uh, uh, Hulk Hogan Monday come out of Good Morning America to try to apologize to the country, and it couldn't come out at the worst time because all the other news, including we forgot to talk about it, a shooting outside the WWE Performance Center on Monday as well. Which, unfortunately, the only person that got injured was the assailant himself. A deranged person who was basically stalking a couple of divas, uh, was infatuated by the WWE itself, and posted weird videos. I'm not going to say his name so he doesn't get more publicity than he deserves. He was there, was believed he had a knife, was making threats, police were called, police showed up, policeman was far away, he was backing from the guy telling him, calm down, get down, gun drawn. Backing up, he backed up for 60 feet and the assailant kept running after him, so it left no choice for the officer to shoot one time, immobilize him, and at last news, he was still in critical condition in the hospital, in the surgery, emergency surgery. So, uh, that's basically the latest news you can get on that story, but yeah, eventful couple of days, which probably buried the Hogan news. Yeah, and it's funny because you have the Hogan news and then you have the uh, Zero Shriver's news. And fuck, she is so hot, by the way. I know she did a horrible thing. But In she... a tattoo suicide girl type of way. Oh, my God. She's so fucking hot. <laughs> and um, and then obviously you have the Snooker news. So they're all kind of like – what do you... they're all kind of lost in the shuffle. 
I think obviously the snooker news kind of takes the reign as being the biggest news because obviously there was a death involved too. But I mean, at the same time, you have the Hogan racist thing. Now you have the Schreiber, like the Nazi thing. And her and her defense was that, oh, she likes history and how the uh, swastika meant prosperity and hope before Hitler made the thing. Honey, <laughs> sorry. but I Yes, mean, it did. But it does. It, there's a pre and a post decision by Hitler of using the swastika and the meaning changes. So I don't care about people saying it's a positive message before. Yes, but if a meaning changes because of some actions, well, the meaning changed, so it's not it's not portraying serenity right after 1932. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't agree with it. I mean, but at the same time, as if if that's what she honestly meant by prosperity and hope, there's other ways to go around that. No, and if you go into the world of wrestling, that's one very interesting fact that again I took on W on Wrestling Observer. I mean, is if you're looking at the newest signee in the Performance Center, an Asian, uh, Asian Khan, if I'm not mistaken, mm. a woman, she used to be a heel in Japan and have the swastika part of her costume. But over there, it, to, to get heat, it's acceptable in Japan to, to go to that, those lengths, which in a politically correct America and North America, I don't think it is nowadays, but uh, there is maybe more potentially... A racist scandal in the future if that ever comes up and if the WWK doesn't take care of that situation. Even though it was a kayfabe character she was portraying, some people can bring it up next uh, next year or in a couple of years when she makes her, her debut. And here's the, here's the thing, Kevin. What's next? You know what I mean? We've lost Piper. We've lost Rhodes. We, Hogan got fired. Snooker's getting charged. You know, like, what What the fuck is next here, man? What's next? Wait till next Sunday on The Law, where Bret Hart probably does his most tell-all interviews of all time. And that's the thing. You know, we should... Yeah, have you ever seen Wrestling with Shadows? Oh, yeah, many times. Great, great film. I don't know, Kevin. You know, like, let's just... You know what I want to talk about on this show? I want to talk about storylines. I want to talk about what we think, what we would book. I don't want to talk about this horrible stuff, you know what I mean? But unfortunately, it is what it is, right? No, it, it is what it is. And obviously, with the amount of time this business has existed, after every couple 20, 30 years, you get a changing of the generations. And eventually, the wrestlers that were younger get older. And the amount of wrestlers that exist, Rob, in the world, and the amount of felons and murderers a scandal in the wrestling world is basically the same in percentage wise as this general population it's just that there's a better a bigger magnifying glass on it so those stories come out more so i'm always not necessarily shocked by the number of people oh it's because of wrestling it's just a reflective society as a whole it's just a smaller sample but it still represents the same thing if you take those numbers and apply it to general population, it's still a barely one, if not two percent, of uh, the population who are criminal, and it's about the same in the wrestling world when you consider the years and the amount of wrestlers. So I always take it with a grain of salt too when people try to uh, equal wrestling and felons and scandals and dopers and all that. I always try to make a clean line between the two. Yeah, and you have to, and you kind of have to take it. What, like you said, with the grain of salt, because you never know, and it could be anything, and it's not just wrestling. You know, obviously with Ray Rice last year in the NFL, there, there there's these kind of people. there's a bigger percentage in football, which is very different than wrestling. The, <laughs> that's a funny comparison that you made. Yeah, and I guess racing is such a big thing. You know, when you're love, love labeled with that Scarlet 
letter R, it's it, it's tough to come back from that. You know what I mean? And you know, we obviously list. Uh, well, Rob, yes and no, but for us, we don't know what we're talking about when we're talking about this because. For you, you're you're brought up in Brantford. I was brought up in Montreal and Laval. Yes, we do are aware of racism in the world and what it is, but we don't have a clue what it is in the south of the states where racism was rampant back then and slowly things are changing, but it's never as safe or as uh, multicultural as we are brought up in the cities we are brought up from. Yeah, that's actually a great point, Kevin, because there's... there's... (laughs) We're both 30s white guy from Canada, so it's hard for us to necessarily relate to, like, uh, uh, Lexington, Kentucky in the 60s. And you're 100% right, because we never grew up with that. And, um, you know, sure, you know, like, you and I probably have some racism in us. um, Not even knowing. Yeah, probably. 100%, and and that's what I was going to say. It's not intentional, but, I mean, everyone does. And it's just... It's just as far as how it comes out, you know, and everyone, I think everyone does. And everyone, like you say, everyone does. It's less than it used to be, mm-hmm. but it's in a couple of years from now, it's going to be even less. I think it's on the right path. World. If there's one thing coming out of this freaking politically correct world all the time, at least the racism and bigoted ideas and misogynistic ideas are slowly evading at least in my world hopefully it's that in everybody's world but uh, that's why i feel at least there's that positive aspect of the political political correctness and and as far as the racism is going it doesn't have to be hateful because you know like i like i have black friends i have chinese like asian friends i have I, black green i don't care what color you're along as you're just a cool guy but at the same time is if you're labeling people as different kind of cultures and different kind of racism you're like oh at least i have this guy as a friend at least in a way i mean it it's even worse, I think. Yeah, you shouldn't have to worry about that. Who cares? What, and again, you know, I have friends of all different cultures, colors, and everything. You know what I mean? And, and, and obviously you do too. But at the same time, when are we going to just get away from that and just say, who cares what color or culture this guy is? He's my friend. I like him. This person, I'm with this person. That's what racism is. And it doesn't necessarily mean using the N-bomb or using any sort of racial slur. It's labeling people. That's what racism is. No, absolutely. And it doesn't so, have to be hateful. No, exactly. Oh, I, so, well, all right. So, uh, <laughs> we had this. a very philosophical debate now, turn, almost turning 180 degrees from wrestling and talking about society as a whole. I think this show is spinning. I think it basically wraps it up. We've been talking for almost half an hour of the news already, Rob. Yeah, and I think again, Kevin. Can, I just want to go back to our shows where you and I just make you know make. You, a know, you know what we should do now? We we should treat ourselves. We should actually do like a review for our next show. I was. It's funny because I was thinking about that on the way but home. But you know what? As we just did a show that we touched on wrestling, but not necessarily mainly. When I would review something, it doesn't even have to be wrestling related. Mm-hmm. Let's just open all avenues. Let's review something fun. What could yeah. we review that would bring us fun? And of course, a little bit of nostalgia because it's part of our uh, of our love. Yes, we're a wrestling fan. And what comes with wrestling is a little bit of nostalgia. So we do like the 80s stuff from the 80s and 90s. Why don't we try to brainstorm and find something to review? Well, I think with Sting being a repressivist right now, maybe we should maybe we should uh, uh, review something that was Sting related. Maybe a WCW show or something like that. Absolutely. Let's review something with Sting. So... Let's keep an eye on the Down the Aisle Wrestling Podcast Twitter feed if you want to know what me and Rob will review in the next show coming next week. And until next time, for Robbie Mack, I am Kevin Laramie. Take that bump.